Oh boy. Hey Andrew, how you doing? Oh. Great. I'm on I'm on quarantine. Mm. I uh I'm going to visit my family for Christmas, so we're all doing a quarantine. So I'm just Good. I'm just in my house. Uh, uh doing watching movies, Vin Diesel movies. Just this one really. <laughs> <laughs> How okay, are good. you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Um I am more or less also on a quarantine. Oh. Also did leave your house planning. this morning. I did. Um So <laughs> what's that I already like? fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to go to a job interview. Oh, okay. So it's like, do I want to die of COVID at this job interview, or do I want to die of uh, starvation in the streets? You know, you got to weigh your options. Mm-hmm. But uh, interview went well. It was with Doctor Tavel. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna sell glasses to the masses. Glasses to the masses. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? I've like <laughs> most of these interviews. I've not cared so much about or Mm -hmm. have thought you know this isn't really a good fit but you know at the end of the day you need a job but this one i like really want (laughs) i would love to what is the uh what's your what what would the position be there it would be optician you would you would be the doctor (laughs) no that's an optometrist (laughs) see that's the thing I could like meet people at bars and they'd be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, I'm an optician. And they'd think I like went to school, but you don't have to go to school to be an optician. Wow. Cause it's really just like a, a technician. It's, so you're just the lady or man who is woman, woman or man <laughs> who I feel like any person before the optometrist is like kind mm-hmm. of rude. Are you going to, that's what you're going to be? The rude person who. Yeah. That's going to be my shit. Tells me not to walk up to the counter and sit over (laughs) there. Sir. Sir. (laughs) Sir. Sir. Over there. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I probably won't get the job, but we'll see what happens. Um, Anyway, welcome to the cast and the curious. Woo. Uh, We're back. We're back. And. We didn't go anywhere, but we are back. Exactly. Um, that's a great way to put it. Um, I My name is Melinda Kashner. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Funkhauser. Oh, hi. I'm here. Woohoo! And boy, I got to say, um, you know, we've been going through Vin Diesel's OVU or whatever that word is. Mm. You know what word I'm talking about? It's spelled O-U-V-R-E. Yes. I don't um, quite know what it means, but I know the word. It's like his body of work, basically. Mm. Um, and I was really stoked because, you know, we kind of made it through. Obviously, we've already done the fun ones, turns out, uh, <laughs> with the Fast and the Furious series. Right, and so right. then we kind of did like his, you know, his film school era you know, all the ones you, you got to see if you're going to really know Vin Diesel. And I thought going into Pitch Black, which is the movie we're discussing this week, mm-hmm. we were getting into like the good ones again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't my experience. <laughs> well, I yeah, I would say the in in the way that like, let's say we if we studied 
Leonardo da Vinci, it's like we looked at the Mona Lisa first mm-hmm. and then worked mm-hmm. our way backwards. He painted the Mona Lisa, yeah. right? Da Vinci? Yes. Da Vinci, yep. Uh, and <clears throat> this is one of those movies that I don't know if I would categorize it as good. Hmm. But I would categorize it as, like, ambitious. And mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which does still seem very up Vin's alley. I would, yeah. This movie it is It is goes out on Vin's a limb. Alley. It goes out on a limb in a big way. Which Vin is um, interested in, in my brain. Yeah, for sure. Um... It is, well, were you hype to start it? I was hype to start it. Um, I don't know. You didn't care? Hype was the word. I was ready to see it. I was kind of excited. I just, and so was it what you thought it would be? I didn't have, I didn't have very many preconceived notions. Okay. Other than you tweeting about it. (laughs) Sorry. You really, I I would, I would have gone in with none. But then I went in with, oh, Melinda doesn't like this. What's this going to be? Uh, I figured that would help you. No, Because then you'd be like, oh, my expectations are bottom of the barrel. And then it would be good. I mean, I, I didn't have any expectations either way. I I was, I'm good at just shutting my brain off. I just want to watch a movie sometimes. And that's what I was doing today. I was like, movie time. I'm ready. Cool. Give me, yeah. move me. Okay. Give me, move me. <laughs> <laughs> right and so it it gave you move me it gave me move me <laughs> um right so um <clears throat> i was expecting more like action movie and not so much like cerebral sci-fi mm-hmm. um so the movie is the story of a group of people mm-hmm. who are traveling intergalactically or at least interplanetarily. Sure, sure. And they're playing sp- ship. They're their plane ship. ship. <laughs> <laughs> their plane ship crashes onto like a remote desert planet. Which is a very dramatic and important scene. Yeah. Uh, well, which guides it is, the it, whole movie, I would say. It, yes. I oh, that's actually a great point because I watched half of the movie last night, mm-hmm. got too tired, finished it this morning, and then when I came home from my interview, started watching it again just to like see if there was like mm. I was like surely I missed something. <laughs> uh, and I will say the opening sequence after having seen it in completion, mm-hmm. there are a lot of like little nuggets and like, um, what's the word f- like foreshadowing and like yeah. little, little treats that they sprinkle in, um, that kind of tie it all together. It is an important opening. It does. Well, and even before <laughs> the crash, you have a very cool Vin Diesel voiceover, yes. uh, where he calls someone a hoodoo holy man, which I didn't know how to <laughs> feel about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he d- but I, that point specifically where he says a hoodoo holy man, um, probably on his way to New Mecca, mm-hmm. and then he says, "But what route?" 
And then he whispers, what route? (laughs) 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 Whew, gave me chills. Uh, uh, (laughs) Um, So, and then, and then the ship, they're on this route and the ship, it would, it looks like it appeared that little asteroids were peppering the ship. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And they made it wreck. And (laughs) during the wreck was... Honestly, the first thing that made me think, like, oh, they're really going for it here. And that it was, like, a pretty intense wreck scene. And, mm-hmm. like, like you're focusing on this, like, well, the captain dies, so this uh, woman has to take over as the person flying the ship. And uh, so she's doing all of this emergency stuff. And the thing that I appreciated about it is that, like, there was like a bunch of like yammering of like uh warning sounds her mm-hmm. pulling a lot of levers and then shots <laughs> yes. of things happening outside of the ship and like as i was watching i was like oh damn like everything that was happening was like happening for a reason like all of those those three things i just described and like someone who was being lazy We'll just be like, all right, let's get some chatter. Let's get you pulling levers. Let's get some shots of things flying off the ship. But no, it would be <laughs> like the guy would chatter. She would respond to that chatter. And then it would show on the ship the thing happening to respond to it. Like it all it all was very logical if you followed. Uh, That's true. Yeah, which I it appreciate. It wasn't just like a lot of kind of like mumbo jumbo terminology. No, there no, was no, no. A, yeah. you know, a decent amount of that because that's what you're, you know, you're your right, spaceship. right. But it was very intentional. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I liked um, that her chair slid. Uh, <laughs> she had a lot of cool levers. Um, so many levers. But then we get to a moment. I have. There's music playing. In my apartment. Hang on. Uh huh. Oh, my mom's trying to call me. On a video thing. I'll call her later. That was very bizarre. Well, let's get um, Kathy. Let's Don't see if dox my mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kathy Funkhauser at oh, 424. <laughs> um, no. Well, okay. Well, while, while you were distracted, I just looked down at my notes to see what like the first notes I wrote down were. And mm-hmm. literally the first thing I wrote down was, LOL, this is in space? Question mark. <laughs> oh, you didn't realize it was going to be in space. I knew it was no. a sci-fi <laughs> that was space related. This is listed as sci-fi horror. Were you were you horrified? Mm, no, but I could see where... I mean, there are some, like, brutal moments. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, we should finish this crash talk, though, because... Mm-hmm. Yes. There is a very key moment where they're like getting kind of close to the surface and she makes the decision to dump the part of the ship with the people in it, which who are being mm-hmm. carried, including Vin Diesel, a.k.a. Riddick. Uh, and then like her her buddy was like, you can't do that. She was like, I'm going to do it. And then she ends up. uh pulling the lever but the her buddy like blocked it from being able to dump the people and then the ship wrecked and that buddy died in the wreck uh so it's kind of a secret that 
She was ready to dump everyone to survive. And that's what I felt like guided the whole movie. For sure. There's um, repeatedly questions of um, who to save, who to sacrifice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What will you die for? What won't you die for? Right. Um, There were a lot of, we'll, you know, probably dig into them later on, but there were a lot of like philosophical questions that this movie brought up that I personally didn't didn't have an interest in in digging into myself <laughs> i yeah i would feel like the bigger question was answered in a really awkward way if it was answered oh, at yeah? all it just in that well, like yeah go ahead well i also you know at the conclusion of watching this movie ended up on some uh message boards <laughs> mm-hmm. oh wow yeah briefly briefly i didn't make it like i didn't make an account but um people philosophizing and you know questioning the meaning of humanity and i just i I couldn't take take myself there after like what i was like this i don't know about that you guys come on read a different book (laughs) there i have other (laughs) there's other sci-fi that does it better i guess is what i'm saying right 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 but anyway um so there is a crash landing mm-hmm. and a moral quandary all within the first like four minutes yeah and then i really like how we we get the sort of the lay of the land as far as who's survived the crash and what is the cast of characters that we're dealing with mm-hmm. and also combined with uh vin's voiceover at the beginning he kind of does that um, explains kind of who the key people are. It says it's like 40 or so commercial passengers, which commercial is an interesting word. Yeah. Because obviously this is somewhere in the distant future where, you know, space travel is somewhat common, common enough that they're like, yeah, we got 40 commercial passengers. Mm-hmm. So like there's some kind of like regulation or regularity to this practice. And, yeah, it at some point, like, though... the fancy guy says, I shouldn't mm-hmm. have flown coach or something like that. <laughs> yeah, which was <laughs> dumb. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, but it, I just thought it was kind of funny that, you know, they've crash landed and there's really no sort of like, okay, what's the protocol? I get that Caroline Fry, Car- Carolyn Fry, the, um, the last remaining, like, crew member of the ship, like, mm-hmm. non-passenger member of the ship, is kind of left alone but it's i just feel like there would there would be more recourse there would be mm, contingency yeah. plans like yeah. unless they're just like you know what you're traveling through space you probably will crash land due to a meteor of some sort and i, I don't know it just seemed like this sh- this all shouldn't be happening it shouldn't be happening that's go, a really go good home. point yeah they should figure out there should she should have been like okay here's what we do in this situation and instead, or, everyone yeah, was like, just oh, seemed... what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> there was, <sighs> it, it was, it felt strange. I was like, I understand that you just had a crash landing on a foreign planet. And so I don't who who knows how they would react. But ultimately, we're left with a very disorganized group of people. We've got uh, Carolyn Fry, who mm-hmm. is, like I said, the crew mem- last remaining crew member of the ship. The one who was going to sacrifice them all to save herself, which I don't blame her, to be honest. Um, and then you have um, 
hoodoo holy man i'm so sorry for saying that um Oof. well his he's an imam yeah and they address him with the title imam with um three younger followers um or i feel buddies. like they called them his sons I, they, to me they just seemed like apprentice holy men i don't know right don't, right know if, yeah so they're like followers of the imam and you have two just free settlers is what they were called. So I guess just travelers, just Joe Schmo and, you know, just going to travel through space, I guess. Um, and then, so there's a fancy man, which fancy you mentioned. Fancy man. I liked fancy man. I thought fancy man was a priest only because he was wearing like a, a robe. Mm. And then upon rewatching, I was like, he's not acting like a priest. I just immediately saw a man in a robe and thought he was a priest. He's not a priest. He's just like a, mu- he's some kind of museum guy. He's a merchant, I yeah. guess. Okay. I, according to Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, he had like artifacts. Yeah. A thing I really liked about him is that he just had like normal ass glasses <laughs> like thousands of years in the future, he just had shitty old classes. Really, That's true. Really, op- opposite a guy who had his eyes redone <laughs> to be able to see in the dark. This fancy man say, is rip. just wearing glasses, <laughs> like Harry Potter frames. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he should go to Doctor Tavel. Wow. Anyway, so Doctor Tavel, we'll send him this podcast as yeah, part of the for interview. Sure. <clears throat> Oh, God. I hope... we, we got to scrub my identity from this. Um, fancy man with his artifacts. And... Oh, and there's a child who's just traveling alone. Little Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. Um, floating through space. And then, lastly, I believe, is um, Riddick, Vin Diesel, who is a serial killer criminal man. Do they call him a serial killer? I feel like at one point he did. Okay. I couldn't... I he's, feel like they never quite... We know he's like, capable of murder. John's, they constantly allude to that. John's is always acting like he's like the worst guy ever. But I think the only fact that I remember hearing is that he killed a captain to take a ship. Mm, right. But I don't remember I any other facts. But I also wasn't fully offense. paying attention. Well, you did better than me. Um, <laughs> and Johns is the police officer who is transporting Riddick to. Right. I guess I, don't, I I guarantee you they probably do explain why they're transporting him, but I was but I don't remember, and it's kind of strange that they're like, okay, well, let's just move this you know highly dangerous violent criminal uh, to a different planet. Like why? I what? think Johns caught him. <clears throat> Oh, right. And I he's like, a, he's, he's getting a bounty for him. Yeah, John's is like, spoiler alert, not actually a police officer, more like uh-huh. a bounty hunter yes. mercenary. Right. So Look. he's transporting uh, Riddick somewhere. I forget where. Wherever they're, they were all going, he was transporting him. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. That's true. Um, so he is, I guess, it captured him at one point and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So John's is. he's not great he's not Um, great do you remember johns do you remember what he's from the person Mm -hmm. 
Oh, he looks very familiar. <gasps> Melinda. I I oh, was no. so excited to tell you this. Oh. And I was like, she's already going to know, so it's not even going to no, be fun to tell her. No, I was like, her. this guy is like a second-rate Matthew McConaughey. Let's say... And he looks very familiar, but who? Let's say he was a villain in a movie that you claim to like quite a bit. <gasps> in fact, said it was your favorite one of these movies for a while before realizing you were very wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's him? <laughs> he, Wait. I, I actually didn't look it up, but I, I'm about 99% sure. <laughs> okay, hold on. Go ahead, because I do remember, I remember calling him a second-rate Matthew McConaughey that time, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like in Too Fast, Too Furious, he has like curly hair. And it, famously in Hollywood, you never change your appearance based on your role. <laughs> okay, so he is. It's not him? Too Fast, Too Furious. Let's go to the year 2000. Pitch Black. That's him. <gasps> wow. For sure. Oh my God. Okay, he wait, had curly so this hair is in bef- Pitch Black, too, though. Well, but it was... Oh, you're right, but it's blonde. I was thinking brown curly hair, like, mm. in Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, wow. So this was before Too Fast, Too Furious. This is maybe how... Wow. Uh, oh, he was also yeah. in Good Will Hunting. Oh. Huh. huh. I love that movie. Okay. Okay. Um, so... I so like them apples. There's a tie-in. <laughs> I love them apples. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so he plays a dick in all the movies. He just he's plays. In. He plays a really good, like pretentious dick. Yeah, he sucks. Oh. So, um. So we have. We know that they have beef. From seeing, <laughs> that's maybe that's where they already have that built-in tension in Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they. That's why it's such a good on. movie. Yeah. Wait, Vin um, isn't even in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Maybe that's why Vin wasn't that's in Too true. Fast, Too Furious. Maybe hmm. they hired Cole Hauser and Vin was like, no fucking way. I fucking hate that guy. From Yeah, his name is Pitch- Cole Hauser, yeah. which is... Hmm. It's a name. Interesting. Interesting. Sure is okay. a name. Um. <clears throat> So everyone's assessing the rubble. We've got this ragtag cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, great line. They're all kind of like realizing that Carolyn Fry saved them by crash landing the ship. Oh, Meanwhile, right. there's dramatic irony because we know that she tried to kill them all, uh-huh. um, but just was unsuccessful. And then little Jack says, yeah, thanks for saving our dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Felt strange in the year 5,000 or uh-huh, whatever this is. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe he checks out a little mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that. Right after, <laughs> Big reveal. Right after that, we have a really interesting escape scene where uh, oh, yeah. Riddick is hanging up. Okay, wait. Oh. I need to say this right now. Oh. <laughs> His name he says is Richard B. Riddick. Mm. So his name is Dick B. Riddick. Wow. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. 
<laughs> very, very interesting. Uh-huh. And uh. so once I realized that, I did I couldn't pay attention to anything. You kidding me? <laughs> oh. Dick be Riddick. Um so yes, he's <laughs> Dick is restrained. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh he's got a blindfold over his eyes and his arms are tied behind this pole yeah but then he notices with his um i I guess there's a a hole in his blindfold right where his eye is which Mm. (laughs) is is stupid um and he can see there's like an opening in the pole that he could slide the restraint through if he could just lift his arms back over his head like the way your arms aren't meant to bend. Right, right, but right. His can. Well, so I don't does. know if they can. I thought he just dislocated his shoulders on purpose. Well, yeah. I'm not like saying he has superhuman. Although he put himself th- through a very painful thing. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think they were trying to show that he was badass. That he was willing to just like he had the strength to dislocate his shoulders and pop them back in to do this crazy uh-huh. move. Well, is there another point? I'll spoil it, I guess, because it's not much of a spoiler, but he gets in a fight later. Right. The green fight is what I'm talking about. The green fight, yep. And doesn't he, like, his arm, he, like, unbreaks his arm or something? I think it's at the elbow. I couldn't, I watched that a couple of times, and I couldn't quite does figure it matter. out. It doesn't matter. He, like, un, right? Like, it it's bends the wrong going way one and way, he and he... And, like, bends it back. And he's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he hmm. just maybe maybe when we see the Chronicles of Riddick, which we will see, uh, <laughs> more things will make sense. <laughs> do you remember, like in elementary school, was there a kid that was like, "I'm double jointed and could like do like weird fucked oh, up shit yeah. to his body"? Oh. <laughs> I feel like you were that kid. No, I was the kid that wanted to be that kid, but I wasn't. Damn. I wasn't double jointed, I- and I wished I was. <laughs> I always wanted to flip my eyelids inside out. You ever see that? Oh, my God. You're talking about uh, our dear friend, Brett, who maybe listens to this. I doubt he does, but oh, my God. He did all of those things. He he could (sighs) climb anything. He would put his eyelids on inside out. He listened to, like, Cannibal Corpse (laughs) and shit when we were all in, like, eighth grade. Uh, He was so funny. Um, I love those kids. He those would, like, kids are sneak great. Sneak into the church and play the organ. Uh, so yeah, we had that kid. Nice. Yeah, we did too. We had a couple. We had a lot of something in the water. <laughs> um. Okay, we are not very far in this movie. <laughs> well, it's okay because eventually it kind of. There's a lot of setting the scene, and then yeah. it's like. They just travel one place to the other. So Mm -hmm. I did want to point out that while they're assessing the rubble and going through the ships, kind of seeing what supplies they have or, you know, what's what, um, priest, non-priest mercantile has a, um, a mummy, what is that called? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Um. Fancy guy. And he opens it. Yeah. Fancy man with Harry Potter glasses, who's not a priest (laughs) and has all kinds of artifacts that he's selling or collecting. He has a sarcophagus and he opens it and it's full of booze mostly, Mm -hmm. 
bottles of what looked like homemade rum or whiskey. And I mean, I get it. You know, if I'm in the desert and there's, if in my mouth is sandpaper, I'm going to like drink rubbing alcohol if I have to, Mm -hmm. but that's really not a good idea. Not a great idea. It's going to kill you quicker. But if it's your only idea. Sure. Why not? What can you do? So all they have is booze and oh yeah Riddick has done his escape and so at this point they've noticed that he's escaped but no one knows where he is which is ridiculous because they're in a desert wasteland you can see everything yeah right but he is Riddick he is Riddick he's a sneaky guy um hilarious how um (laughs) There's a point where he's hiding in these bones uh, that they found, like these ancient bones that are in the desert. And there's another point where he's like, it was a really cool shot how they show him basically like chilling underneath an umbrella. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was right after. Okay, so they think Riddick is like stalking them in this ship. Uh huh. And they like hear a banging on the door. And then the Australian guy who I don't even know if we've mentioned, but he's barely a guy in this movie, uh, shoots him. Turns out it's just another shipwreck guy who, like, found the ship. And then oh, the Australian right. guy runs up and goes, Crikey! Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that was his reaction for killing a regular person, and then everyone, no one gave it, no one cared. He's like, crikey, I thought he was Riddick. And then everyone's like, cool. Like, like it was just so quick. (laughs) And then right after he says that, we just see that shot of Vin just, like, hanging out under the umbrella. With his, like, sunglasses, because he has Mm -hmm. photosensitive eyes. Right. Which is, yeah, it was such, like, a comedic display. Very comedic, A comedic reveal. And it's like, this is not, this does not fit right now. He's kind of a, something I liked about this movie is like, he's kind of a comedic character. Like, not all the way, Mm -hmm. but he's very, like, loose. Very loose. Like, talks shit. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say has maybe one of my favorite delivery of Vince of any line in any of his movies is when he says looks clear like uh do you remember that part oh i remember him saying looks clear but i don't know why why does it strike you oh because it was just it was just i don't know why it was just perfect it was just like looks clear and then like and then, like, the big alien swoops down. The guy's like, why'd you say it looks clear? And he goes, <laughs> looks clear. Like, it's, like, a perfect, like, I don't know. You'd have to go back and watch it. It's okay. perfect comedic timing in my brain. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, and, like, tone and inflection. Whew. Um, and sure. also, we should mention, all this time, extremely bright. On this planet, the oh movie's called the movie's called Pitch Black, and we have yet to see any type of darkness. Just in fact, there are three different suns. Every single shot is like way overexposed. It had to have been on purpose, but it looks really weird. It uh, was 
horrible and <laughs> I was so angry I thought my TV was broken it looks it was hard to look at That's the so whole funny. movie the whole movie looks like it was made inside of Windows Media Player <laughs> it's just like trippy like streaks of blue and now there's like a silvery purple filter over it no bright orange and then there's like a scene where there's like neon green and their fight it's Mm -hmm. too much and i don't know if at the time everyone was like this is awesome but it is not awesome anymore and i think (laughs) they should reshoot it i think oh i think this is another instance of uh how much they really go for it in this movie. Yeah. Like they really oof. are trying it. It, uh, it, it was it's a, not working that well. <laughs> it was a modest budget. Yeah. This was like a $20 million hmm. situation in, you know, the year 2000, but oof, boy, it's God, it killed me, really killed me. Um, so, I guess at this point, they're just traveling around. Well, there is an important scene. Like Mm. I mentioned earlier, Riddick is chilling in the bones of this, like, what's that? A fossil is, I don't know words today. Giant fossil skeleton thing. He's like chilling in the rib cage. Meanwhile, Carolyn Fry and Johns, the bounty hunter cop, are on the other side of the rib cage having like a meeting. And she confesses to him. Well, he he was awake when the ship was going down and kind of heard a little bit of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he kind of asks her to confirm that, you know. Right. She, she basically admits that, yeah, I was going to save myself and kill all of you guys, but I didn't. So that's a big reveal. Meanwhile, Vin Diesel, Riddick, is directly behind her with a knife he's about to stab her and then he doesn't and then he's about to stab her again and then he doesn't and then he cuts off some of her hair Mm -hmm. which she would have first of all they would have known he was there but whatever oh no not him maybe someone else but not him not him sure (laughs) (sighs) cuts off part of her hair and then sniffs it Uh and then blows it into the wind which I didn't I, quite I understand know. the scene. Because later, pretty quickly, Riddick gets back into the fold. Mm-hmm. And as much as he is, you know, this like mysterious killer man, he's just a guy. They and go out of his does... way to have him sound like just a guy. Yeah, quite a bit and he's in this like movie. helping them with the lights and, mm-hmm. you know, getting the situation fixed. Something, so for yeah. them to have done that, it's just weird. Well, I'll say too, first thing, that scene where he cuts that hair, I did not really understand unless it's explained as like, that's always what he was going to do. And then I still kind of don't understand it, but it makes a little more sense. Or there is, we could have been supposed to realize that like he was definitely going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And then he found out she was willing to sacrifice those people. And he had like a, oh, she's kind of like me moment. Yeah, I do think which that I that's think what that we were might meant to, be. Yeah. But it was a reach for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But then the other thing I like, though, is like when he becomes a guy helping them, like he's just a guy. You're right. He just becomes like one of the helpers. But also like he is just around. Like he's Mm -hmm. just like he's not actively there the whole time and he just randomly shows up while they're doing the helping stuff. Like no one is wondering where he he is ever, but he's always just like not there and then he shows up at a weird time. And then yeah, he, he like apparates. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I guess I have it written in my notes, and I do, I do kind of remember this that he gets tied up again. Right, 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 right. So he comes back, and they they recapture him. I guess they recapture him. Oh, because um, well, they recapture him, and they have the great scene that also doesn't play very well uh, of Carolyn like asking him questions. Yeah, And it's like oh kind God. of a classic scene where like, you know, how they normally go is someone asks a question and then they get like a moody look from the person who's not talking. And then they ask another question, another moody look. And it's like this, <laughs> this longer, tenser scene. This scene, mm-hmm. she talks so fast. She was like, what do you think about this? okay, what do you think about this? Okay, you're not going to talk to me? Like, she gives him, like, zero <laughs> seconds to answer and then is like, oh, you're not going to fucking talk to me? And it's like, it just, it. you can totally tell what they're going for and it just doesn't work for me. Uh, right. And then, so this is the part where he's explaining his eyes, right? Oh, right. Is that the yeah, same? Is that I the think same so, yeah, scene? yeah. So then it's funny because... <clears throat> They also go for this kind of, you know, your typical kind of trope where she asks, I think, like, um, what's up with your eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, he starts out being, like, all aloof, like, you got to kill a lot of people or to end up where I'm at or whatever. Right. Or Yeah. And then <laughs> you think he's going to, like, leave it at that. Like, it's vague. Like, oh, we don't know how he got his, like, he can, his eyes are so that he can see in the dark. Mm-hmm. and she's asking about it and so then you kind of think like oh we're not gonna find out because he gives an aloof answer and then there's a beat and then he keeps explaining every <laughs> step of the process <laughs> to how he got him and also the process is ridiculous he's like you gotta kill a lot of people you gotta end up in the slam for 20 years you gotta pay a guy 20 uh, cool cigarettes <laughs> to do eye surgery on you oh, in prison man what and i get it like it's the year 5000 or whatever it is but if everyone else in the group doesn't know what the fuck's up with your eyes that means it's not like a normal procedure at that point right right so how the fuck did you get it done in prison (laughs) in exchange for 20 cigarettes Uh, oh my god that's so funny i died Um, And that's when I lost all hope in this movie, to be honest. I was like, okay, that's probably when I tweeted. (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, boy. So, um, I, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) My notes also get angry because I'm just like, just look for the water. Don't waste time in the death hole. I don't remember what that means. I do remember they like... That was Zeke when... goes in. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember what comes first because I know there's like, there are two important discoveries. There's the important discovery where they find like another abandoned ship. Right. Where I guess there were some scientists. Mm-hmm. 
And then old girl finds this laboratory and it's like a sixth graders <laughs> like <laughs> a science project. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. With the sun. <laughs> and finds... that's when she's like, it never gets dark. Right. Well, more so than that, or maybe there's a different time. She, she sees like all the planets aligning and she sees there's an eclipse at one point where everything is kind of lined up. Oh, yeah, that's a little later. Okay, right. And then, so, well, ultimately, though, they do discover that an eclipse is coming in the year, wait, what was 22? I think that is just a number on the little, uh, what do you call that, a mobile? (laughs) Yeah, the sixth grade science project. But, (sighs) wait, 22, what did that mean? Was that maybe, that wasn't the year? Maybe every twenty-two, <gasps> it might have been. And maybe the, the scientists say what? Because this is this is a funny episode because it's just us trying to figure out what happened and we're not positive. <laughs> uh, I know the twenty-two. I don't know any pitch black experts. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, which I think it's a fair guess. Now that I think about it, they mention that they think the camp is around 20 years old. So the 22 might be 22 years, and every 22 years is when it gets pitch black. That is it. But for some reason, in my head, I don't know where this came from, for some reason in my head, this was like the last of the eclipses, and it was going to be dark forever. Or maybe... They didn't know how long it was going to be dark for. I think they didn't know how long. Because okay. I think someone said it was going to be a really long time. But I was also like, how? How does this guy know that? Yeah, that's what I was... Also, it there's three yes, freaking it's... suns and there's planets moving <laughs> and suns moving. Like, how do you not... How's, how's not one of those suns peek out? <laughs> that's the thing. I would have liked it better. No, I wouldn't have. I would have been just as angry if at the end of the movie it was like a mist situation. You remember the movie The Mist? Um, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, it's really good. Um, but basically, this mist comes. Now this becomes a different podcast. This mist comes over the town, and there's tons of monsters, and it's killing everybody. Oh. And it's like a it's a fight for survival, very much like Pitch Black. And at the end, it's like this super intense scene. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Super oh, intense gosh. scene where a dad and a son and like two other people are in this car and all hope is lost and like they just are not going to make it out of this mist. And the the dad like kills everyone and then kills himself. Ah. And then after everyone's dead and they've given up all hope, the mist clears and then everything they would have been fine if they waited like 10 minutes. Anyway, all that is to say, <laughs> they don't know how long me. it's going to be. <laughs> well, you weren't going to see. You could have stopped me at any time. <laughs> all right. I didn't realize <laughs> okay. you were going to fully. Anyways. Yeah. It also, the, people made a big stink about it. You would have heard. Anyway, so I would have liked if it was like that where every, at the end, everyone's dead and then, oh, sun comes out. Anyway, oh, that's gotcha. not what happens. Um. But yeah, okay. Every 22 years, there's an eclipse, and they don't know how long the darkness is going to be there. Other big discovery is they find, like, a mysterious hole. I think they're looking for water or something, or they're just kind of, like, 
Oh yeah, they're no, digging for water. No, I think they think water. there's water because the trees. Yes. Yeah. So Zeke goes into this hole to get water, and he gets like killed. Mm-hmm. There's blood everywhere, and everyone at this point, I think, still thinks it could be Riddick. No, they because he hasn't come back. Well, yet. he was standing at the top of the hole. <laughs> after. Oh, well, there you go. But in his defense, there's blood everywhere. He doesn't have a drop of blood on him. And everyone is like, you did this. Right. Really made me mad. Use your freaking Uh, brains. (laughs) Uh, And then they send old girl into the hole after him, right? mm -hmm. To just figure out what happened? That's scary. (laughs) You think I would have been more invested? That actually is high stakes. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Um, And this is where we kind of encounter, for the first time, the nemesis alive. The aliens. Mm Mm-hmm. Little aliens. And. We see them as little, like, tiny little flying, bat-like mm-hmm. alien creatures. Um, they look like hinky punks from Harry Potter. And, sure. Um, and then she gets really scared, and then she climbs out, and they get her out, and then... They set Vin free. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? Uh, I don't know. I'm reading my notes and I'll just. I'll, I, they then she gets scared and she gets out, uh-huh. and then uh, the Johns is like, okay, maybe we do need Riddick's help. So they talk, and Riddick does say, "Ghost me, motherfucker." That's what I would do to you. <laughs> and then they they bro it out. Riddick gets set free immediately takes the cop's gun which I loved Mm -hmm. uh, aims it at his head Uh, cop hates him now Riddick is kind of like leading the charge a bit or at least doing his own thing and that's when they're gathering all the supplies well they do that's when they have sort of the it's very interesting kind of share of power dynamic with the um remember this moment kind of thing mm-hmm. where i don't remember who pulls the gun on who first because i think the cop does it first like hey remember this moment i could have killed you but i didn't and riddick also does the same thing to him oh right that's true and so then they kind of have you know there's a bit of a a standoff there like okay well now we we know what the other one is capable of and we're just gonna have to work together mm-hmm. and know that this is kind of a truce kind of thing like a ceasefire yeah and let's just do what we got to do to survive that was kind of cool i like that okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um i Okay, and then after that, we have a conversation between Carolyn and John, and John's is like, hey, listen, I basically told Riddick that we're going to let him go at the end of this, but obviously we're going to kill him. 
Um, oh yeah. And then Carolyn's like, Oh no. And then, uh, John's leaves. And then Vin immediately walks in cause he's not an idiot. And is like, Hey, this guy's going to kill me, huh? And he's being real creepy mm-hmm. with Carolyn. He's like, I'm not scared of you. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to John's doing his, uh, his eye injections with oh my really God. really okay gruesome scene of him just putting a needle like into his eye or his tear duct yeah like into his tear duct uh, uh yeah so i guess he's a morphine addict morphine apparently addict. yeah and <clears throat> i mean he has what looks like a sophisticated setup he's got a lot of it so he's got a lot of it and he's been injecting it into his eyes mm-hmm. and uh there's another point later on where old girl's like, are you high right now? And it's like, this motherfucker hasn't looked high for a single second in this movie. I don't understand why his morphine addiction was even introduced in the first place. I don't, was it just to make him even more undesirable as a character? Like, Oh, this guy's also a drug, drug addict. Therefore you should hate him. Like I didn't get that at all. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I think, yeah, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> so weird yeah and, yeah dumb or they were just like you know it would be cool if we could show a needle in someone's eye Let's yeah that make might this have guy. also been it for sure <laughs> shooting up into <laughs> which i don't even know if that works oh. but my god okay let's get to, let's get to the freaking meat potatoes we're <laughs> way too far in but not get to talk about it uh, okay everyone's my... doing okay what's up <laughs> you go go for it no, I appreciate you just driving forward because at the... Ooh! That was right outside my window. Um, uh, at this point, you know, my notes are less about the plot and it's more like... At one point, someone refers to the the group as this psycho fuck family of yeah, ours. Yeah, <laughs> I liked that too. <laughs> just a very dark, too. like... <laughs> um, and then... Um, a girl gets killed <laughs> and then okay the eclipse is happening um, and then I wrote down there's always one idiot who freaks out for no reason which is the priest mm-hmm. non-priest fancy um, man fancy man <sighs> he just bugs me um, okay let's 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 lay it out a little bit more for our listeners yes. Melinda yeah, yeah. please they're gathering please these supplies They've got this mm. like uh, they've got this car that is solar powered. Pretty cool thing. Like everything is solar powered. The way they got water. Right. So this camp had a bunch of cool shit that everyone was like, "This is sick." Uh, and then they look onto the horizon and they see these big rings. They're like, "What the hell are these?" And then it turns out they're rings of the two planets that are getting ready to block the sun. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, shit. And they uh, <laughs> they knew that they had to get some cores from their old ship back to the camp. So they drive the solar-powered thing as fast as they can. They grab the cores. They get on the thing. And too little too late. It gets dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it looked very cool. I was going to say that was a super cool shot of, like, those planets in the background. Like on the yeah, horizon. Oh, I like that. For a every, lot. yeah, for every like five scenes where I'm like, this looks like this looks like shit, and also um, hurts my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there were like one, there was like one shot or one scene where I'm like, okay, this actually is really dope. Yeah, 
And then it gets kind of dark, and we see the little aliens flying around, and everyone's like, oh, shit. Um, it looks like a like a bird murmuration. Yeah, like a murder of crows. And, uh, <laughs> and Vin and Vin says, and, well, it's Vin beautiful. and... Oh, he does say it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Vin and one of the ladies, women, is uh, they're running for some reason. And they say, don't move. And then the woman gets up and starts to run. Or Vin also starts to get up, but he flies back down. And then the right. lady woman gets ripped in half. <sighs> by these aliens a huge swarm yeah. comes in rips her in yeah. half and then we get an, an incredible shot of her torso being pulled up into the air spinning like a tornado for <laughs> a couple of seconds uh yeah uh, and we're like oh crap these things are dangerous and then it's i will say it's also double sad because she's really pretty <laughs> she is really pretty uh and then it gets ready for the title. It gets pitch black. And uh, <laughs> now at this point, only Vin can see, a.k.a. Riddick. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize, oh, the little guys aren't even the big problem because we got mm. bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Big fuckers start Literally. coming out. Yeah. Big boys. Um they run back into the ship. And this is your classic, like, trapped in a place movie. Right. Where, like, things um, are trying to get in. Everyone's yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, they're still trying to assess kind of, you know, what are we up against? Right, right. Um, some people are more astute and seem to have a sixth sense about it than others, i.e. Mm-hmm. Riddick just immediately kind of knows how they operate. Yeah. Uh and, you know, through a series of trial and error, they deduce that um, the aliens are hurt by the light. They avoid light. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not need light to see necessarily, but they don't have great eyesight. Um, and they can smell, they sense um, blood. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. I couldn't it has very much like a quiet place feels sure the movie a quiet place but I don't I think they can hear and I think they're also sensitive to movement I think that the in general like they can see and hear and feel but like but not too well so if you're just kind of chill you're fine but any big movements you're gonna get right in half right right um so then they get a plan. They make a plan. Well, first there's some another classic argument between Carolyn and John. It's John's. I fucking hate that name, John's. I hated that name. I, I it just made me more mad throughout the movie. Uh, yeah. And uh, she says, Carolyn says, "How much do you weigh?" He goes, about 79 kilos. She's like, yeah, 79 kilos of gutless white meat. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really a winner of a line. Um, So then they decide to travel 
Um, and they have to go get these cells to power up their ship. They're taking the cells back to their escape ship. Yeah. And, and so whew. they need Vin Riddick to guide them because he's the only one who can see in the dark. Mm-hmm. And they they gear up. Um, they have they have Molotov cocktails with the booze bottles that the the fancy man had. So they use those kind of as like torches, and they make these neon lights which are really cool oh yeah very cool i don't know there was like a whole scene with them like assembling them i don't know i don't remember how they made them but i was like those look cool i didn't understand it liked in this movie but i but i thought it was cool (laughs) i was like okay cool everyone's got neon lights fine um and so they're all kind of geared up in you know in a huddle covered in lights to protect them and they just kind of like have to venture out into the darkness with vin the murderer as their guide. So, um, at one point the priest again, just freaks out, can't handle it. And I don't remember, I don't remember what the inciting incident was, but basically he just starts running or something and he gets eaten. So, Mm -hmm. and then in doing so fucked up their neon lights. Well, I think what happened and I don't think Please. they, ex- I think they try to explain it later, but they don't explain it very well because they're traveling with the light and the, we see that the alien can see uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mm. right after that is where shit gets weird. <laughs> and then, yes. uh, and then, yeah, Fancy Man freaks out and uh he obviously he goes he says i he, i was supposed to die in france yeah uh, <laughs> and his name was paris so that's interesting oh yeah the whole time i knew his name by the way um, oh i didn't know his name <laughs> his name was paris but i <laughs> you know we'll call him fancy man and so then i guess they're they're having to regroup a bit because half of their lights just got destroyed mm-hmm and there's a big reveal, both in that Riddick discloses that the aliens can sense or smell blood. And he mentions, like... I think that was already revealed. Oh, they right. Knew, well, he says that. she's... Yeah. He's like, yeah, she's cut. Or, like, they're coming after her. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, Caroline, Caroline's not cut. Like, she's fine. She's not the reason. And then he goes, no, not her. Her! Yeah. <laughs> and points to Jack, the little boy, who, surprise, is a girl and has been pretending to be a boy this whole time. The reasoning being um, she wanted to be left alone. Right. Which now, I get. were you surprised by that reveal? <sighs> um, I mean... I was like, okay, I don't, oh, I was like, okay. I wasn't surprised by the reveal so much as I was surprised by the motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? I, I was just kind of, I was weirded out. I don't know about weirded out, but like, 
I think I was mostly confused because up to that point, I just kind of accepted this person as like an androgynous character, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, and also we're dealing with you know a whole different time and place. Like right, yeah. So I was just like, I think oh, also, this is just an androgynous character. I think yeah. If I had to, if you like put a gun to my head and you said on the gender binary male or female if you had to pick one what would you pick i probably would have said i think that's a female (laughs) like it like it didn't so when he said that's a girl i was like oh i was reading too much into it this is 2000 Uh this is a girl just pretending to be a boy yeah, a, a, a uh, 2000 reading versus a 2020 reading is yeah, a whole different thing. Yeah, so I, I was just ultimately, like a little caught off guard. Yeah, I was definitely caught off guard because I was like, why? And then when it kind of seemed like the whole point of that was to up the stakes because I think they're, they're referring to the fact that she was menstruating. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well now the aliens are going to come at us harder because she's menstruating. Like, I don't need that. I don't, (laughs) all of you are, I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was the whole point of like, Oh no, how are they going to get out of it? Cause she's bleeding. Right. (laughs) Right. Please do not. Please do not. Very funny that, uh, we, we, I'm glad no one dug into how, uh, Riddick knew that. Well, yeah, okay. Um, on the message boards, <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it all kind of just comes down to like, he's a hypersensitive. He has like extra right. senses. He just knows things. I mean, at the beginning whatever. of the movie, he is talking about how he can smell everyone and can deduce what they are from their smell. That's true. He's like, woman leather tool belt whatever right yeah who do holy man um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and um, then let's see so then they realize they have to go through this valley mm-hmm. with uh less of a crew and not enough lights and they're like this is gonna be really tough and then uh johns and riddick go a little bit of ahead and Johns mm-hmm. starts floating the idea of using someone as bait. And I do they both float the idea? I, I couldn't quite catch who initiated it. Well, uh, no, I think Johns initi- initiates it because, okay. well, there's one thing before this all happens. Mm. Between, this is just a note that I have written down between the gender reveal and what's about to happen is shut your blowhole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that must have been when Carolyn blew up at John's <laughs> said, shut your so blowhole. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so Riddick and John's are ahead of the group, and I be- it has to be that John's suggests... Um, um, using girl Jack, who's menstruating, as bait, mm-hmm. as a sacrifice, I guess. Or I don't even know. Like it's, I guess, Why would what good would that do? But other than draw them to you, anyway. Well, they were then, gonna drag her like farther behind. Okay, sure. And then, 
Riddick and Johns end up having a fight. And I'll let you get into your cool fight moments I'm sure you have. I don't but have ultimately, any. But <laughs> ultimately... Okay, good. Well, there's really cool green lights. Cool um, green lights. <laughs> and then there's the scene that we both were confused about whether he broke or unbroke his arm. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, Riddick uses Johns as... The bait. bait. And Sacrifice. He talks shit while he's doing it. He calls him like Billy yeah. Badass and stuff, which I like. <laughs> and and then, then later, when he comes back to the group and they're like, Where's John's? He goes, Which half? Yeah, that was sick. Whew. I loved that. <clears throat> and then they um, keep going. And then they run through the and canyon. Then they just, you know, keep going. <laughs> uh, I next- mean, at this point, it's like, What else do we have to talk about? Uh, correct eventually yeah because at this point well this is when it starts to become less plot driven and more like philosophical he does fight an alien which is fun to see the alien flies at him and he catches both arms with his his arms and then he does like a bunch of cool stabs and then he like breaks the alien's neck which really cracked me up yeah <laughs> and then he's covered in like gogurt <laughs> which is like purple alien blood but it looks like gogurt from the 90s oh my god i have something very important to say that i haven't said yet have we okay. seen a vin diesel movie where he has not worn a tank top okay i knew you were gonna say that Mm-hmm. and i mean i've seen him in a t-shirt but at some point it's- during the movie okay well there you go um huh well, not the whole movie every movie but like sure he's been no, in a tank a... top i think in every single movie he's been in that i've seen so far i think so <sighs> i think so and Ooh. i also i also noted earlier another sweaty movie very sweaty very dusty sweaty movie yeah yeah um so then at one point okay let's let's just bulldoze to yeah. the end so at one point we're left with carolyn fry um jack the girl and the imam mm-hmm. and riddick is like here let's hide in here or whatever and they pile into this little cave that's somehow lit a bit and then they think Riddick's gonna join them, but he closes the, he like, um, closes it with a big rock and basically traps them in. Mm-hmm. And then he pieces out towards the ship. Um, <clears throat> and there's a bit of ambiguity there of like, is he just keeping them there to protect them while he fights, and he's yeah. gonna come back? Or, yeah, I don't know. Or if what? It's ever explained. Yeah, I personally at first was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's doing this for their best interest. I think because as a person, I I tend to trust Vin Diesel in all that he does. Mm-hmm. But then later, I think the imam is like, yeah, he's not coming back. Or maybe even Jack says it. Right. But um, No, I thought she said he is coming back. Well, I, I could know. be, Who I could have misheard, but I, I, for some I thought there was some kind of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be wrong. Um so all the while he's like fighting aliens, getting to the ship, they're in this little cave, and then all of a sudden there's these. Um, here's where we get into the lightning bug, firefly discussion. 
Because mm. they find lightning bugs. Oh, is that the stuff that lights up the bottles? Yeah. I think I wasn't paying attention for a second. I didn't catch how <laughs> they got that light. I was just like, oh, they have light now. Cool. Yeah, all of a sudden, they were just like, the cave was like lined with these like oh. little creatures. They weren't lightning bugs, but I was like, they're like lightning bugs. Right, And right, then I right. asked everyone I knew if they called them lightning bugs or fireflies. Mm, what was the uh, determination? Well, all of us white trash hicks call them lightning bugs, mm. and the coastal elites call them fireflies. But I also found out that the coastal elites, they don't have them, so... Fuck they're them. like, yeah, we don't, we don't see, we don't know them. So they just know that song Fireflies by Owl City. Mm. So, um, he was going to leave them because they have the fireflies. They can escape without fear of being eaten by aliens. <laughs> God, this is so ridiculous. And then it becomes a psychological game because Mm -hmm. Carolyn gets to the ship where she sees Riddick's about to leave them for dead. Right. And shit gets weird. Yeah. Because he's like, would you die for them? And she's like, you were going to leave us. And then no one's really saying anything. It's the psychological game where words mean nothing and words mean everything. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, come with me, like, save yourself. And then she just breaks down crying into, like, a puddle of mud. Yeah. And I'm like, why? What is... And then he's, like, dragging her onto the ship. And then she's like, no! And, like, is going to go back for them or whatever. It's so dramatic and so ridiculous. And then... She, she dies. So... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's like, this is a cool scene, though. This is a cool scene because there's a lot of ambiguity again. Mm-hmm. And what did you think? Did you think he killed her or what? Wait, did I think that he killed her? <laughs> so you didn't have any moment of like, oh, shit. I had a moment of, oh, shit. And then I realized. That she, wait. Because they're tussling. He's been, he's been like bit by the alien and he like can't really walk very well. Oh, right. And she's like dragging him. Oh, I did have, you're right. I did have a moment of like, oh, was he faking and now he just killed her? Uh, Well, I didn't think he was faking. mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. But like, so she's like dragging him. So they're like fully embracing each other because she's like helping him. She's supporting his weight. Yeah. And... And then there's like a moment, you know, he has a knife in his hand because I think he has it to defend against the aliens. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a moment of like, it's like just <sighs> like dis- distress. Yeah. And you hear, yeah, it's, it, it's, you're made to think that he just stabbed her. Yeah. And definitely. then they look at each other all weird. And then you're like, did she just stab him? Did he just stab himself? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you go through these emotions? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then an alien sucks her away. And you see their hands, like, the, um, he's, like, reaching for her, but she's she's gone. Yeah. <sighs> and you see she's impaled, much like her co-captain mm-hmm. person was impaled at the beginning. Right. Mm. Wow. Didn't think about that, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, I think what bothered me about this movie and well can we talk about just like the very last scene and then go to get into grievances yeah he he's about to take leave off on the ship 
They he's about to take <laughs> off on the ship, and then he turns the ship off, and you're like, "What's he doing?" And then you well, he ha- well, let's clarify. The- he has Jack and Ima- the Imam with him, mm-hmm. and then he starts to take off, and then he turns the ship off, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" And then all the aliens climb on the ship, and then he says something, some badass thing, and fires off the ship, and he kills a bunch of aliens as he flies off. And then he does uh, say, "What's he say?" Jack, Jack is. <laughs> come on now, uh, <laughs> Jack is like, "What do What do we do? Like, what do we? How are we going to deal with you? Like, when we get, you know." Oh, right. Pulled over or, like, whatever's yeah. going to happen. And Riddick is like, just tell them that, you know, Riddick died on that planet. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, as a person, he's evolved because of what he's been through and what Carolyn did for him. And the See, you think quote, that? unquote, Riddick died on that planet. I am the... I'm getting all this know. from the message boards. You're getting, see, that's <laughs> this what I, is not my interpretation. The thing I was about to say is the thing that I, is the exact opposite of that. Uh-huh. Is that like, from my point of view, what character growth did he have? Agreed, buddy. Agreed. None. No. I, I mean, but it also like, I think, okay. I don't think it's my fault. I think, I think it's, the movie's fault for tricking me into thinking Vin Diesel is the character that's going to have character growth. A, because he's top build, and B, because it's mm-hmm. he's on the poster. Blah blah blah. But really, the only person who has major character growth is Carolyn, because mm-hmm. she goes from person who is willing to kill all the crew members at the beginning of the movie to willing mm-hmm. to save Riddick at the end of the movie. Um, yes, which, I will say though, I think yeah. that there is some importance at the end, like that stupid scene that I was just scoffing at, where she like breaks down crying. Mm-hmm. I do think that was a formative scene for Riddick because there's this whole theme throughout the movie of like sacrifice, dying for people, or saving yourself, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he asks her he's like are you gonna were you are you willing to die for them he puts like a knife to her throat or whatever right 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 and she says yes i would and he says how interesting oh yeah way uh and then i think it was the whole thing of because there's a specific scene or there's a specific moment where he goes not for me after she dies like she like you shouldn't have died for me oh yeah and i think that changed him because he clearly was willing to sacrifice them he was going to get on that ship and peace out but she came to him and he gave her the opportunity to leave and she didn't take it and so i think that that kind of changed him of like okay her sacrifice did impact him and that's why he was so upset when old girl died and then that's why he saved Jack and a mom. Like, I think it, he did change in the last, like, 30 seconds of the movie. Wait, weren't but Jack and Amon already on the ship, though? I don't remember. I th- I don't know. I, don't, I thought he went... I don't think he went back. To, I think they both went back she, to save Jack and Amon. And then, and then that's when she... Maybe I'm wrong on that. I could be wrong, too. We literally just watched this, but... <laughs> whatever whatever for me, it was just like, I didn't see any character growth. Sure. And it was a reach I, yeah, I, for us to assume any. But I, I also get what you're saying. But even then, like, 
that's a lot to pull from like yes. two lines. Yes. Agreed. That's from someone who... That's for losers on a message board to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Agreed. Uh... Um, oh, boy. Yep. That's and it. what's crazy is oh, there are there's more. more of these. <laughs> the Chronicles of Riddick. Maybe it may... But didn't... You like that one, yeah or no? What? Chronicles of Riddick? I haven't seen it. Okay. I, I, I did not realize how little I cared about this movie until we got like halfway through this podcast. <laughs> I'm just oh. upset because God, I'm going to hate every movie until we get to triple X because that's when I'm going to come alive. I, I don't think we're very far off though, right? I don't think so. No, Let's I think we here. just, we got to go through the Riddick series and then... No. I like how the end of every episode is us figuring out what are we doing next? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> no, I think we get triple X before we get any more Riddick. Well, don't you think we should finish out Riddick or no? God, no. <laughs> yeah, let's give ourselves no, a little let's, treat. I let's wa- just do triple X next time. Oh, wait. Well, there's the knock around, guys. What was that? I don't know. Oh, definitely. We have. This is the next movie. Okay. Uh, you got Seth Green, Vin Diesel, John Malkovich, <laughs> oh, Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah, this is knock around guys. Oh yeah, wannabe sons of mobsters go to a remote town in the Midwest and get themselves into more trouble than anyone could anticipate. Hmm. I yeah. Oh, we're seeing I'm... this movie <laughs> next. <laughs> Okay, okay, but after that, can we watch Triple X? I think that that's the next movie after Knock Around, guys. Yeah, so don't even worry about it. (laughs) I've been. This has been a slog. This has been. Uh, Well, thank you, listeners, for slogging it with us. Yeah, don't know why you're still here. Knock Around, guys, coming next. Um, we're gonna have a knock around good time. Oh boy, I hope <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> See you next next Tuesday. We did it. <laughs>